Welcome to the podcast. We are Pod Personal Training. Our mission is to help educate as many people as we can, along with helping them become the best, healthiest and happiest version of themselves. I'm Chloe, the head coach at Pod, and this is today's episode. So one of my goals in life is to um, keep things simple. And uh, I do this very well. I live a very simple life. And this is also another goal with members and clients One of my goals is to simplify information because there's so much information out there about everything. And whether it's just because I'm more aware of this now and maybe I'm more in tune to what I pay attention to, I don't know. But I do think, I sometimes wonder how did I get this far in fitness with all the information that's conflicting and like there's so much information available that most of it doesn't even make sense. So I've been thinking this week, how confusing it must be for a beginner. Like if someone is just starting to either lose weight or get fit or get stronger, there's like there's so much information. So this episode, I am going to try and simplify things as a beginner. So if you're a beginner, what should you do next? Now here is the exciting thing about being a beginner, is that you have so many options. I think exciting is a key word here as well because for a lot of people, being a beginner is seen as something negative or something to be ashamed of almost. Oh, you know, I'm not going to be as good as them or I won't be as quick as them, won't be as fit as them. But we forget that actually, look at the exciting point of it. Like you have so many options and so many decisions to make. You have so much to learn. You have so much to discover about yourself. It's actually a really good time. It's a really good opportunity. And I think if I was to say three things... It would be just to start something, and that would be anything. So take action and then fully commit. So all it is going to take is one step. Just one tiny step, and whether that is one push-up, to eat one healthy meal, book one gym session, just do it, and then just keep doing it. So if you can keep repeating the process, that was tricky. If you can keep repeating the process of all the small steps until they add up to be big actions and big results, and you just keep extending that vision and keep growing on that one push-up and that one meal and one gym session, if you can commit to achieving something, like really commit, and nothing's going to stop you. Because even failures or slip-ups along the journey become like a learning curve and then you just see it as part of the journey. Also, failing might not be the right word there because if you're not failing, then you're not trying. I'm just... um, dropping that in because that's one of my favorite sayings so one of the things I think that can stop people for being either doing a new process or doing something new in the gym or committing to losing weight is the length of time that it is going to take one of the big things I can say here that I think will help in any whether whatever the goal is if you can enjoy the process and if you're going in the right direction then you're winning It doesn't matter how long it takes. Your direction is more important than your speed. So if you set a big goal today and you get started on it, you don't even need to know how long it's going to take you or when you're going to reach that goal. You just need to start. You just need to do something today that is going to contribute towards that goal and then think about what can I do tomorrow and how can I just keep this process moving. 
And if that goal seems too big at the moment, then you can break it down. So for example, if you want to increase your fitness, you might decide that you need to be the type of person who goes to the gym five times a week, but that might be too much right now. So all you need to do is go to the gym once. So if you can go to the gym once and then build up to go in again and then again, you are going to be increasing your fitness and you might be the type of person that then goes to the gym five times a week. There is so much power in just doing something. I would like to share 10 tips that I think are useful for beginners. So I know I said I'm going to simplify things and I'm now going to give 10 tips, but if one of these can be used, then just pick one. But I'm going to give you 10. So these are tips that I think or pointers or advice, life lessons, if you like, uh, that I think are helpful for beginners. So number one, focus less on what you can't control and more on what you can control. The things that you can't control are things like um, when people say, I want to lose weight for my arms or I want to lose weight on my legs or the scale went up today. Scale fluctuations isn't something really you can control. That can be for a number of reasons, from things like you hadn't been to the toilet that day to you're a bit dehydrated, that might have made the scale go down. You might have had a higher salt intake the day before, so if your sodium level was up, then you're likely to weigh a little bit more. You might have had a hard gym session, so even if your gym session was quite hard, let's say you did a big leg session, your muscles are likely to be holding on to fluid, or if you've got sore muscles then that is going to affect the scale. If you didn't get a very good night's sleep, that's going to affect the scale. There are so many things that will affect the scale fluctuations and it's completely normal. That is something we can't control. So that's something you should focus less on. And what you should be focusing on are the things you can control, such as your habits, your nutrition, your consistency, the way you're talking to yourself and your daily actions. That is what you should be focusing on. They are the things that you can control. Number two. This will take longer than you want. It is never a quick process, okay? So it's good to understand that from the beginning. But slow results is actually a very good thing. And remember, slow results are still results. So don't be fooled into thinking that you need to be transforming within a few weeks because real progress doesn't happen like that. And if you do see something that is a picture of somebody who's made amazing progress in four weeks, just remember, we don't know how real that is. That could be something that's just been used for social media. It might be a lie with a time frame. You never know. Some people might share, this is a four-week difference, and actually it might not be. I would just focus on your journey rather than thinking, oh, well, so-and-so did this in four weeks, so I should be able to do that as well. It doesn't always work like that. Just because somebody else is losing two pounds a week doesn't mean you need to be losing two pounds a week. And £2 a week is quite a generic aim anyway. Like you don't really need to put a number on it. The fact is if you are sticking to your habits and your actions and you're feeling better and you're moving better, you might be sleeping well, there will be lots of things that will be happening in the background rather than focusing on the, the £2 per week, for example. But yeah, don't be fooled into thinking that you need to be moving at a, at a specific pace because you don't. You can just move at your pace. Number three. You need to create a plan that works for you. So if you can't get to the gym five times a week, aim for three times. If you can't train for 60 minutes, do 30 minutes. If you can't meal prep for the whole week, just cook one meal for tonight. These small steps are the steps that are going to add up. And something is always better than nothing. 
That's another favourite saying, actually. I'm going to start using that more. Doing something is always better than nothing. I've said it again for emphasis. Number four, this is a really big one at the minute. I don't know, I don't know why, but this seems to keep coming up this week, this point. Less of I have to do this and more of I get to do this and I want to do this. That can be really powerful. Changing the language and changing the way you frame things. So rather than thinking, I have to go to the gym, I have to exercise, I have to lose weight, you don't because nobody's making you. Nobody's forcing you to do any of this. You can decide to move your body. You can decide to lose weight. You can decide to get fit and healthy. These are all your decisions and you should be doing it because you want to do it. So that's quite empowering if you think about you have the power to make that decision. Tip five, you won't always be motivated. This is something I feel is quite important for a beginner to know. Motivation is going to come and go. So even people who look as if they're motivated all the time, they're not. Nobody's motivated all of the time. And it is easy to think that you need the motivation to take action but actually it's the other way around. So your motivation is going to come from taking action. So if you can take action, you are more likely to be motivated. If you've got good habits and a routine that is fine for you to stick to, then it's easy for you to continue when your motivation drops. So that is why it's important to rely more on discipline than motivation, I would say. Tip number six the 80-20 rule, now we can apply this to a few things. So we can look at it in terms of like the overall consistency and the overall journey where you could be working at 80% consistency rather than 100% because things will never be 100%. You're never going to be able to stick to something 100% of the time. And that's just something we need to embrace. You need to realise that actually 80% is a really good aim. And if you can be 80% over two weeks, two months, over the year, that's where your consistency is going to come in and that is how you're going to be able to work long-term and reach a goal. So we can't, you can't avoid a weekend and you can't avoid, you know, like so clients will say to me, okay, I've got a good few weeks now without any plans so I know I can stick to something. But that's that shouldn't be you can't just work hard for three weeks and hope that you make good results in those three weeks because then what's going to happen when you have a weekend away or when you have a holiday or when your friend texts and says hey let's go out for dinner like we can't avoid social situations we need to learn how to work towards a goal while also enjoying life in between reaching goals so usually what we'll find is that the the weekend away isn't the problem it's going to be your attitude when you come back. So if you come back from that weekend away and you think, okay, well, I'm going to have room of progress this weekend and it's going to be so hard to get back on track again now because I've just had three days of eating over my calories, so I've probably gained weight, so what's the point in trying to lose weight? You're going to get yourself into a bit of a, a, bit of a rut, really, but you can get yourself out of that. So it's your attitude that needs to be considered here. We need to think about okay, I'm allowed that weekend away, I enjoyed that weekend away, and now I'm going to continue on the journey, because that weekend is still part of the journey. We can also look at 80-20 when it comes to food, because this is another thing that beginners would likely do, is assume they need to eat clean, so I did that in inverted commas, 
I need to eat clean, as in I need to eat salads and cut out all the favourite things because that's how I'm going to lose weight. And it's not because after a week of eating veg and no chocolate, how sad is that week going to feel? I would buy a chocolate every day. I'd be so sad if I had to go for a week without it. <laughs> I don't have loads of it. I just have a small piece here and there. But that for me is enjoyment and I want to keep it in. So that is, I will look at 80% of my day is protein, veg, fruit, fibre, good good stuff that my body needs. And then 20% are the things that I want, if you like. So I probably still need it, but it's it's more of the fun foods. Okay, number seven. Here's a little tip for some motivation. So this is interesting. People are often motivated until things go wrong. And this comes back to then, you know, when I just said, if you go away for the weekend and then you come back and then you convince yourself you ruined your progress. So I'm going to give you two analogies that are my my favourite analogies when it comes to trying to get yourself back in the present moment. Because it's easy to, to think about the bigger picture and thinking how far you've still got to go. And it's it's harder to stay in the present moment when you're trying to reach a goal. So if you spilt some milk, would you then chuck the rest of the milk all over the floor because you think it's pointless to save the rest of the carton or the bottle? Or if you get a puncture on your car, would you slash the other three because the car's now ruined? So this is the equivalent of giving up because you've had a bad weekend or you've had a weekend away. And something that's important to remember is that your results are going to come from an average of what you do over time. Not what you do once or twice, because no one is, is motivated all the time and no one can be kind of on plan or consistent all the time. But the difference between the people who do get results and people who don't get results are they do things that gets them closer to the goal even on the days they don't feel like it. So this is a big realisation for me lately is that I am quite happy to show up and put in the work even on the days when I'm a little bit tired. And I know that I'm setting a good example for people and I know that I know the reasons why I'm working towards a goal. So it's not so much that I'm motivated every day. I am committed. I've made a commitment to reach a goal. And I've made a commitment to myself to improve my health and my mindset, my fitness. And that is what helps me to tick the daily boxes. So it's not that I wake up in an absolutely super mood every day. I mean, I do, to be fair, <laughs> most days. But I wake up and I think, okay... What do I need to get done today? What are the priorities? And that doesn't mean I have a really great day every single day. It might just mean that, okay, I'm going to make these two things a priority today instead of this and this. And that might look different to tomorrow. But I will still get the things done that I need to get done. So don't think that you've got to be 100% productive or you've got to be making progress every single day. Because it's not about that. It's more about putting in the work and showing up and being consistent. That is the big key word, is consistency. Okay, number eight. There are going to be lots of improvements that you are making and you can't see. And actually, the biggest improvements are often the ones that you can't see. So the most important improvements that you're going to make in the early stages, if you're improving your diet and your exercise, you are going to be improving your health massively. Remember, you can't see your physical health or your mental health but it will be improving. Diet and exercise does so much more than just make you look different. So you are going to be 
improving your longevity of life, you are going to be getting active, you're going to be helping your muscles and your bones and your joints be stronger, you'll probably find that your sleep is better, skin might be better as well, your overall mood and your outlook, there's going to be so many things that will be changing and improving that you definitely will be making these improvements, you just can't see them yet. So don't be put off if you think just because the scales haven't moved, you're not making improvements because there will be so many things improving. So it's really good to bear that in mind. Number nine, keep nutrition simple. This is, again, another thing. So this comes back into the 80-20 rule. You want to still include the foods that you like. So this is where things can get a bit confusing because there's a talk of, well, don't restrict but don't overeat. And then you're like, okay, well, where do I find this balance? So what I would say, it comes down to awareness. And most people who are just starting out will say, oh yeah, I eat fairly healthy. And then they're actually not aware of what it is they're eating. So this doesn't mean that you need to track things. You can get away without tracking, but I do advise tracking usually just as a tool for general awareness at the start, just because it's very interesting to see what you currently do versus maybe what you should do. So for example, most people's day would probably be very carb heavy, which there's nothing wrong with carbs, but let's say if someone had a piece of toast with some jam for breakfast and then a jacket potato with cheese for lunch and then a piece of chicken with some potatoes in the evening, first of all, that's probably, that's not enough calories for what your body needs. Your protein intake will be very low and it will be majority carbs over protein. And there's there's not a lot of fiber or fruit or veg. So sometimes when you have something, on, it doesn't even need to be an app. You could write it down on a bit of pen and paper and go old school. But if you are aware of what it is that you're eating and then you think, oh, okay, actually, I could add some more protein into this meal or I could have some more fruit or some more veg or I could increase my fiber intake. I think it's really interesting to see how it can help you. So I think awareness is a massive tool. The way I like to recommend keeping things simple for your food would be to try and limit the snacking and try and focus on having bigger meals. So bigger meals that are more filling, they contain protein, fat and carbohydrates and veg and then you don't need as many snacks between meals then. So if you can focus on, let's say, three or four main meals throughout the day and have protein with every meal. That way you are likely to stay more full for longer. You're less likely to be snacking in between meals and you're accountable for your whole day then because sometimes it's really easy to have a biscuit here and there or a handful of crisps or a handful of nuts and then you have already gone over calories, you've overconsumed, probably gone into a calorie surplus just from snacks that in your head you've not even counted them. So they didn't even happen because you weren't aware of them. Whereas if you are fueling your body on the main meals, then you don't even need those snacks. Final tip and my favourite one is to make things enjoyable. You've got to find what you like here. So this can be this is your this is your exciting time. This is the time to you you can find out exactly what it is that you like doing. And whether that is dancing or running or strength training boxing, whatever it is, you can move in so many ways. So if you can find a way that is enjoyable for you and not a chore, like it's not something you have to do, this is something that you choose to do, you're more likely to stick to it. So if it's enjoyable, 
I said something earlier this week, if you can make things enjoyable, you're going to need less patience. If you need less patience, you're not waiting for results. So this is one of the, the big things is that we're often chasing these results and when they're not happening and when we can't see these results, we get frustrated and then we give up. But if you're enjoying the process and it is a process, if you can enjoy the process, you're not waiting for these results. You're not trying to speed the process up. You're simply enjoying yourself, enjoying the process, having fun and the results are happening at the same time. So it's like a win-win. It's like a three-in-one bonus combo. You know what, I'm actually jealous of beginners sometimes because I feel like I would love to be a beginner again. I don't know whether I would feel differently if I was a beginner, but I feel like it's a really exciting time. So I hope this has helped. If if anyone's listening to this, or if you listen to this and you think, oh, I know someone who might benefit from this, please send this episode to them and hopefully they will benefit from it or they'll learn something from it. And even if just one of these tips is helpful for somebody, then I feel like I've done my job. Here at Pod, we believe in value. We believe in delivering the results that you want and not trading time for money like so many other trainers and coaches do in the industry today. As well as guiding you through the entire process, we will educate you on the principles behind our training and nutritional methods so that you can leave us with a new knowledge that you can continue on your healthy lifestyle on your own. Pod is a community. We have friendly people, we create fun and effective training methods, we educate, we empower and we offer accountability and support. If you'd like to find out more information about personal training at Pod or to sign up, head to our website podpersonaltraining.com. You can also find us on Instagram at pod underscore personal underscore training and we would love to hear from you.